Blog Talk Radio. Fifth Dimensional Living with your host, Diane Bachberger. Diane has been given message from the fifth dimension and higher to bring greater peace and understanding to the lives of others. She lives and experiences these higher dimensions to help our world come into balance and to raise to a higher vibration of love. You can find more information on Diane on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash dbachberger1 as she shares great wisdom with the world. Let's welcome your host of this dimensional living, Diane Bachberger. Radio, what propels civilization into the next step? Join me over the next hour or so as I take you into the fifth dimension and beyond. So, what propels a civilization into the next step? I believe that it changes with time. You know, civilizations rise, civilizations fall. Um, and With ascension and going into higher dimensions of um, reality, first start with wanting to do it and feeling that call. You know, um, people sometimes ask me what fifth dimensional consciousness is. It's um, just a totally different consciousness than 3D consciousness, and it's based on heartfelt um, realizations. You know, when you start to feel for other people, you become empathic. Um, it just means that you're opening yourself up to it. And, um, you know, in fifth dimensional consciousness, there's also a time where um, you start to notice numbers around you. And today I'm going to talk somewhat about the numbers that I've been seeing. But one of the numbers with ascension is 11.11. So people will start to notice that number around them, okay? So it just means the divine vortex is opening up and you're shifting consciousness. So um, just as simple as that. Uh, The number that I've been seeing a lot lately is 7.17. You know, sometimes I see 9.19, but I've seen it, I guess, about three times in the last 24 hours. So when I see something that much, it indicates to me something. And I'm going to talk a little bit about about those numbers today. And um, I'm also going to talk about different um, animals that I've seen. And one of them was the blue jay and the meaning behind it, okay? Um, so what I'll do, I'll start off with... Um, the number seven, okay? It's a magical number. And it's an important number in a lot of different ways, but, you know, I could go, I've gone a lot of different ways talking about the number, but today I'm going to use an article, um, The Unique Spiritual Essence of the Number Seven, of Seven. And this is uh, from a blog, and um, you can Google www 
www.numerology.com forward slash blog forward slash unique dash spiritual dash essence dash seven. So anyway, I'm just going to look through it. Um, this was written on Tuesday the 6th, the 30th, 2015. So it's not that old of an article. And um, it goes on to say, you know, the spirituality of the number seven is not like other numbers, yet all numbers have a spiritual side. And what makes the seven unique is first and foremost that it's a, the spiritual side dominates all of its other traits and secondly, it's highly unconventional. So I've been seeing that number a lot. The two, four, and six, for example, tend to keep more or less in line with established organized religion, especially the four. The five is a spiritual, it's like it says here, but also inquisitive. So, you know, it's a, num- a good number. And it tends to change religion as often it changes careers. It commits to a religion at all. And, you know, I have recently been talking about, you know, how religion isn't really, you know, what we are. It's a way of, you know, since people have blocked some of their chakras, um, the higher chakras, it's a way of connecting to God, you know, a a 3D way of connecting to God. So the one and the eight likely stand in the pulpit, of course, which of the nine is drawn to religious humanitarianism high on their list of priorities. Um, Unity Church is an example. And then there is seven, the seeker, the lifelong searcher of truth. The seven is usually not committed to any religion, yet devotes more time and energy towards the search for the Holy Grail. Um, Maybe not so much the Holy Grail, but, you know, searching for things in life that have meaning for you. And I, I guess, you know, wanting to ascend and go beyond this reality. And it, and it, and it says that it's, it's no coincidence that 16 potentially the most dangerous, the karmic deck numbers is also a seven. Because seven is about death and rebirth. And um, recently I've been talking about um, there's a pulse. Um, within us and in physicality in 3D you know there's duality so life and death are kind of opposites but at the same time they have a pulse okay and when we go into fifth dimensional consciousness the way we see and feel about death and life and rebirth are different. So it doesn't surprise me that I'm, I've been seeing this, you know, 717. But I'm going to talk, you know, still talking about the number 7. So it's not so much literally, but it's tendency to throw away material success when it perceives it as a threat to its spiritual growth. And when the 7 is based on 16, it makes those choices often by impulse and without considering the consequences. Hence its tarot-inspired nickname of the Fallen Tower. So that's just, you know, I'm not, I don't want to focus on the tarot stuff, but um, it says another thing that all numbers have in common is intelligence. And there's no single digit number that's smarter than others. However, the way they use their intelligence is very different. And 
you know, this talks about the intelligence of two is intuitive, seven is methodical and highly rational, the five is fast as lightning, and six takes its time, the nine sees a larger picture, the uh, eight is the visionary, and one is cunning, and three thinks outside the boss, and seven, you guessed it, is the scholar, the reader, the gatherer of information. So, you know, something is going to be revealed, you know, um, and I will get a little bit more into that when I talk about other things I'm going to talk about today. Um, so it's a search for clarity and insight. Um, it, it goes on to say it devours books on philosophy, theology. It, it's a, a number that is very curious and wants to be, to have the knowing. And in 3D, that's what it means. In, in fifth dimensional consciousness, it means the knowing's opening up to you. And that means just things will come to you that you need when you need to know them, okay? Anyway, it goes on to say it loves scriptures, including of those most obscure religions, and asks more questions than a wise man can answer. And that's why I love the number seven. And I want to say that number seven is my favorite number. It's a holy number. It's used in the Bible. There's there's a lot of different places. You can do a lot of research on it. I've talked about it a number of times in many different ways. And, you know, it says there are people who believe, yes, there is a God. And there are people who believe that, that there isn't a God. And either way, um, it's, it, you know, and then there's people that aren't sure. But... Seven symbolically represents the fourth group, the all-but-forgotten ones, those who fly under the radar and rarely mention, almost never acknowledge. They are f- folks who, drum roll please, feel in their guts that if God exists, he must be knowable. Um, I guess, it, you know, the, it, this is just somebody's opinion, that they have no interest in God based on belief, but they're inclined to accept the concept of no God based on believing. But what they want is one thing and only one thing is that to know. So in three-dimensional consciousness, and they're not saying it, but this is what I'm picking up and I've come to know, um, that the seven means, um, you know, they want to know. In in fifth-dimensional consciousness, it means that you are coming into knowing. So... You know, there's there's a whole bunch of different things and ways to express express you know information. Um, and then the number seventeen. There's um, a site. It's called www.professionalnumerology.com. And then forward slash c h a l d e a n s y s t e m .html and the, it, go on to say here this is a highly spiritual number and it's expressed in symbology by the eight-pointed star of Venus a symbol of peace and love it is also called the star of the Magi and expresses that the person it represents has often risen to it says superior in spirit to the traits and difficulties of life or his career it is considered a number of immortality and that the person's name lives after him. It is a fortunate number. It works out in relation to future events, provided it's not associated with a single number of fours and eights. So I guess that means if you, in numerology, if you have a lot of fours and eights in it. Um, 
And, you know, it's, I think it's the Blue Jays that play in Toronto. It's their good luck number. You know, so anyway. And there's another article, um, number 17, and it's spiritual significance. Um, and it's www.greatdreams.com forward slash sacred forward slash 17. And then M U H A M M A D dot H T M. Okay. Anyway, this is not the first time I've dreamed about the number 17. And um, so they talk about a dream they have. Uh, this was back in 99. I was just saying, I was working in a large office and I had a lot of work to do. I was working in a bright lit office and my desk was full of work. Still, I spotted some legal papers or formal paperwork that was supposed to have done early and I had not done it. I kept pushing it inside what I was doing. And one of the engineering blueprints was on my desk. It was one foot wide by five feet long by three inches thick, and I didn't know why the engineers hadn't filed it where it belonged, so I took it on top of my desk and put it on the bookcase for later. Anyway, they're talking about all these engineering stuff and so much work that he had to do, and the four engineers came in. And it, it, they were all the engineers I had worked before in real life, and they decided to have a conference in a library, so I went with them because I wanted to hear what they had to say. And there was a square table with four chairs, and right under the bright light, the engineers took the chairs and even the table moved them out of the light. And I said to the guys, hey, guys, I'm still working. I had to be in the light to do my work. So these are the times that we have to be in the light, okay? And maybe to some degree this 17 has to do with, you know, like I was talking about Venus. And um, it's a very magical number. But it's more and more people are opening up to the light. So, you know, 717 means that, you know, you're opening up to that part of yourself that is of the light, that is connected to the source energy, okay? So it means that you're progressing further along the ascension line. So anyway, it goes on to say, when I went back to my own desk where the bright light was and saw the legal papers, which were now divided in two piles, because we exist in duality, Standing up right in front of the forefront of my work, where my work was, I felt guilty about not doing them, but moved them aside again to work on the engineering work. Finally, the day being over, I went to my apartment, which was the same building, even there were a lot of people. My apartment had two doors, which I wasn't aware of right away. So we can take one door or the other. You know, um, number seven represents immortality and going beyond the pulse of... um, death and life and rebirth and all those things because we are spiritual beings anyway the inner door and the outer door which led to to the outer hallway one was number 17 and the other was 36 i discovered this because while i was talking to some visiting woman there were some gentle knocks on the door and i opened the door i saw the number someone came to the 17 door first which was the inner hall and then a gentle knock came on the door, which was 36, which led to the outer hallway. When I opened the 36th door, the whole door fell off the hinges and fell off the floor. So that's physicality. There are a lot of people out there, and they started coming into my apartment. I immediately hollered maintenance. The maintenance man was standing there and laughed. I'll fix that right away. So 
the number 36 is the number that alludes to natural light of creation, the special light that Adam had used for 36 hours in the Garden of Eden before, you know, it it had been hidden. So, you know, it, it does talk about 36 people. So the number 36 is, is it shows up in a lot of different things too. The 11th Circuit Labyrinth is on the grounds of the Church of the Good Shepherd and Tesquesa, Florida, and the 11th Circuit of Maltese design, octagonal in shape, can be found in, you know, a cathedral in France, Amen's Cathedral. So, you know, he talks about a lot of different things. Um, It has to do with the Surah and the Koran and um, things like that. So, you know, there's different meanings for different numbers, but the number 17 has, you know, a lot of significance. And, you know, people, when you start to have dreams with 17, like that person was having, um, there's some big event coming up. There's something uh, shifting or some energy. Like um, the other day when I was home, my neighbor um I heard a funny noise, and I went out to look, and it had gotten cold in Ontario. And my neighbor had, somebody turned on the water on the side of their house with the hose, and it was like making, basically making an ice rink in the side of their house, and it was freezing. So a lot of emotional energy, okay? Um, so be aware. You know, you may not be having... Um, you know, things about the number 17 or 7, or you may. Um, but just be aware of the numbers that you're experiencing. You may be having, um, seeing the numbers 1111. And I, I've got a feeling that some people that are listening, you know, um, that, you know, that these numbers are showing up in your life. So, you know, I was tell I was telling you before that the number 17. There's another I'll just do another bit bit of reading. Um insight, responsibility, self-discipline, strength, compassion, spiritual consciousness, wisdom, a desire for peace and love for all humanity. And those are traits that I have. You know, I'm, I I speak about love, peace. So, it it it, it is the star of love and peace. It promises um, a rise, you know, and getting beyond the trials and tribulations and difficulties that we have, you know, in life. You know, if you've had a lot of karmic stuff to deal with, and, you know, people that are existing now, there's, there's release of the pain body as we go into higher frequency and we ascend. So we're... Um, you know, releasing a lot of that pain body and we're being given gifts. So people that are experiencing this number 17, they may have, you know, be opening themselves up to these gifts from God. And and part of it is the knowing, like I was telling you about. Um, but it's different than psychic ability. It's um, knowing from God, okay? And like I said to you before, it has something that goes beyond the physical reality. You know, in the physical realms, um, 
we exist in, in a physical body. But as we we're ascending in, um, you know, consciousness, our vitality and the physical body become more full of light. You know, and I was talking about that, you know, more light coming into your life with this number. So, you know, they say that this number 17 means that when you leave, if the number 17 comes in your life a lot and you, you physically leave this realm, um, you know, your legacy will live on. But also it means you have an ability to see beyond this reality and the hidden truths. And, you know, some, a lot of people that experience this, this number are healers. And they have more understanding. So it has to do with empathy and all those other things. And it says 17s may travel often. I, I do travel a fair amount. And it's a very fortunate number. But it must be remembered, it says here, that it comes down to number 8, the number of karma and fate. It needs to be worked with as such. The combinations of the 1 and 7 make the person very strong, but at the same time they're soft sympathetic and sentimental 17 vibrational people receive a dose of independence from one and seven and you know because we live in a physical reality and we live in duality the opposite the negative 17 can be intense spoiled extremely difficult to live with and this negative person is a prima donna who constantly looks for reassurance and praise from his partner and throws a tantrum so they're very capable. There's people that are born on this day or have this number happen a lot. Hardworking, efficient, astute, and leadership. And they're very sensitive and they're compassionate. And relationships are um, important to them. And they say that this person's a born hero and a great leader, and the dream is to make the world a better place. Seventeens have a great presence when entering a room. Those born on the seventeenth are strong and robust. So um, I guess, you know, the number sequences, if you keep seeing these number sequences like I've been talking about, it's a combination of vibrations and um, attributes to the one and seven. And it relates to new beginnings because of the one. So there's some new energy coming. And um, it has to do with self-leadership, assertiveness, and... And the number seven, it has to do with spiritual awakening and enlightenment. So it's opening up the light within yourself and this knowing within yourself and this inner wisdom. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about the full moon that's happening today. And there's uh, an occult of a star. And usually it means that there's something, inner wisdom or something that, is unknown that's going to be released. But the number 17 has that energy too. Um, Number 17 indicates from angelic meaning that you're on the right path and angels support and encourage your divine life, purpose, and soul. So repeating angel number 17 is a message incurring to listen to your intuition, your higher self, and take appropriate action. So it's funny that I've been seeing that number a lot and I've been coming to a lot of realizations and things about my soul purpose 
and things, how they've been unfolding in my life. So the reason why I'm mentioning these numbers again is, you know, if you start seeing a lot of different numbers, it's time for you to take a look at them and not just ignore it because you're being given a message. And the angels encourage you to maintain a positive attitude and your positive affirmations in order to manifest your highest ideals and aspirations. So angel number 17 can suggest that it's time to begin a spiritually-based career and profession. You know, um, I do do that, but I have worked in the health field. So it may indicate, if you're getting these numbers, that you should be going into that type of field, okay? The universe and angels ensure you that all that you require will be provided for you. So everything that you need will unfold and will happen. And you can trust your inner wisdom because you're going to be given that information. It's being unfolded to you. So uh, all very amazing stuff, okay? And now uh, I'm just going to check the chat line to see if anybody has any questions or if anybody's called in. Um, the number, if you want to dial in, is 646-200-4169. And this is Fifth Dimensional Radio. And this is Diane calling or speaking. Um Maybe I'll talk about the full moon, okay? There's a full moon tonight, and um, it's uh, what they call a frosty beaver moon. So it's the moon for this time of the year. Also, it's the day before Thanksgiving, and there's this uh, event they call Black Friday on Friday after it. So this is in the U.S., though. I live in Canada, so we've already had our Thanksgiving so a lot's going on over the next few days. Um, anyway, they, they you can see um, Earth Sky has some interesting articles about, um, you know, the full moon tonight or t- today. Um, so read a little bit about... Um, At 22.44 Universal Time at U.S. time zones, translate to 5.44 p.m. Eastern. So at 5.44 Eastern and then 4.44 Central Time and then Mountain Time, it's 3.44 and Pacific, it's 2.44 p.m. So, you know, it's uh, it's all the 44s, so that, that, that has a little bit of meaning too, but that's... Um, I was saying also, also full moons rise around sunset and set around sunrise. Tonight's full moon, like the full moon at any season, rises from dusk until dawn and climbs to its highest point in the sky around midnight. But I've also talked on some of the shows about Aldebaran. It's a star. Anyway, there's t- tonight there's going to be um a lot of you know the i think it's a taurus um constellation it's sh- the moon shines just directly in front of it tonight and um and in the vicinity aldebaran and the pleiades star cluster so i know i think that there's seven stars in the pleiades star cluster too so there's another seven um 
so the moon's going to occult Aldebaran um, late tonight. And uh, so usually when there's been, uh, for this year, there's going to be 13 of those occults happening. So it has, it, you know, usually um, it has some meaning. Something's going to be revealed. So we just have to see what we can reveal in this show or what's going to unfold over the next few days. Um, I do want to talk about strengths and, um, you know, how we can work around the things. You know, in Thanksgiving, we have family members, and we're associating with family members. Um, and, and sometimes it can be difficult. So, you know, what are you doing to make things easier for you when you're around all that family on on uh, Thanksgiving, okay? So I guess what I'll, I'll try to do is, is talk a little bit about that. Um, you know, I've been, and I've had people ask me questions. It just seems like more and more people are awakening and having realizations about things around them. So, you know, maybe this, Aldebaran, the occult and the real opening of it has to do with the number 17 and, and people becoming more full of light and realizing things, okay? Some people have noticed, and I've talked about it on my Facebook wall recently, about it just seems like some people are like drones. They're walking and they're just acting in a certain way. And, you know, ISIS is an example of it. Like people are walking kind of brainwashed and doing things that aren't really what we're made of and all in the name of religion and, and different things like that. But that's 3D stuff, okay? Um, but what I've noticed, you know, some people don't have the uh, root chakra open or the upper heart chakra or the crown chakra open. And these people are people that are easily led. Some people call them psychopaths. It's just the energy shows up. But they've also done brain scans. And a certain um, area of the brain that shows, you know, like working with others and connecting with others isn't developed, okay? So, you know, some people call them puppet people, uh, but, you know, the, the the, these type of people that I'm talking about goes even beyond psychopaths. They're people that, you know, can easily be manipulated by energy around them, like negative energy. Um, I'm noticing that a lot more people are noticing things like this. You know, I don't want to get into anything, you know, that goes into great depth about sociopaths and psychopaths. Just know that, um, you know, it's an antisocial personality disorder that they are focused on themselves. They're not focused out to other people. And, and that's like the lowest part of 3D consciousness. It's very me, me, me kind of thing, okay? And, but, you know, some of these people are heartless and, and to some degree are soulless. And it's just 
I'm I'm talking about it just to make people aware. I think that when this um, occult happens and people become more aware and they come more into their light and they open up their hearts, they will start to notice really people that are not on the up and up, basically, what is what I'm saying. And, and we, we can stop them or at least stop them in their tracks. So people that can read chakras or auras can spot them. I've noticed a lot of people that have been in power and some dictators have had this energy. Like, why are these people getting into these positions? I think as humanity goes more into um, heart consciousness, they will treat these people in a way that um, will help open up what, I don't want to use the word deficiencies, but parts of themselves that haven't been positive to other people because when all the chakras are open, especially the upper heart chakra, you care for people. So what what, what is missing in these people? They tend to be egotistical. They tend to be narcissistic and shallow, um, mundane. You know, they, to some degree they can be... Um, predatory even you know like they don't care what they do to other people and they they will take advantage of people but they can put out a polished exterior they exist around us apparently 10 one in 10 people are like that but um they have they don't know how to behave so they watch other people so they're not really individuals they kind of try to go along with the pack and um, they, they're not independent thinkers. Um, they're biased. And the reason why I'm talking about these type of people, when you get together with family at Thanksgiving and things like that, there may be people like that around you. So uh, they don't, they can't see beyond the five senses. They don't have the gifts. They're not the number 17, basically. And they're not... Expanding their consciousness, um, they do. They maybe they drive fancy cars to boost their, you know, social image. They wear the latest clothes, but also one of the things they they totally lack empathy, and they don't care about soul searching. They may go to church to put on airs, and they don't self sacrifice for anyone. I I can give you an example. I had somebody in my life and. Um, I started noticing these things, but um, they would never share their food with anybody else, take other people's food, so it was it was pretty evident. But, you know, a lot of people born in the light have to have had to look at the dark to understand these people, okay? So how, how are we going to manage this existing with all these people that are around and that's you know until things can be put into place to actually manage these type of people and have them not ruling whole countries and stuff but anyway they they can put on emotions they've learned to get people to sympathize with them and do things 
you know, they, they can act nice and give gifts to people. But, you know, they pretty much, you know, when you have that part of yourself that opens yourself up to truth, they can sense that about you. So they may not act that way in front of you. You know, um, times often than not, they start showing their true selves with people like me because they have no reason not to because they know that deep down inside, you know, to a certain degree that we see through them. So so there's a lot of different things. They can be very intelligent and often they have really good memories um, and they, they brag a lot and that sort of thing. But um, there's something, you know, I don't know how to to put this anything other than uh, there's something really animalistic about them, and but you know I think animals in a lot of ways act nicer to each other than people that have you know the have as some people call them soulless people, but it's really that their chakras are locked blocked. It shows up, you know, anything that happens in our chakras and our energy centers shows up in the physical body, too. So um, they're not, you know, their consciousness isn't developed. So, but we can we can fix them, okay? But it takes somebody that knows what to do. And I'm not focusing on that part right now. I'm just focusing on being able to identify these people, okay? Because they don't, it's, you know, they know better, but they don't want to be better. <laughs> I guess that in a way I can say that. So, you know, they they might have, like, show up different on brain scans or genetics might be different. It might be their upper bringing but um you know they can be really intuitive but not into the knowing way okay because the third eye can be open within them the thing is that the forehead chakra won't be open the crown chakra won't be open the upper heart won't be open and sometimes even the the root chakra is blocked within them so you know, just be aware, okay? This is the start, the spark. Um, you know, the spirit is the core within us. The being, the light that we are connected to source, right? And, you know, a lot of people have, go to church or have religions because maybe that crown chakra is not open within them and they want to connect to that part of themselves. They've opened up everything else. But once people really start to expand in their consciousness, they realize that we're all connected. We're all part of a divine being. And, you know, we all have free will. Um, And some people say that we're even holographic reflections of the creator, you know, that source energy. But it's all within us, okay? But I think within these, people there may even be um a cutoff from them and who's to say you know there could be a whole bunch of reasons and i can get into a whole bunch of reasons why this has happened 
But, um, you know, you can have wisdom. But when you connect to source, you have self-awareness. You are an individual. You have empathy. You have this creative intelligence and the conscious within you what is not right, you know. Um, And when you look at the earth and you see what's going on, especially in certain parts of the world, you think, oh, my gosh, you know. But it's even more important that we see this now and we know that it's not where we come from. So from a higher consciousness, we have dreams, we see numbers, we have animals come around us, there's spiritual lessons that people have. But when we go beyond that and we go into fifth dimensional consciousness, we go past the karma, we go past, you know, the physicality uh, and the ego and the materialism of this reality. Okay, so, you know, people have go beyond death, and there have been people that have done that, but more people will be doing it. But what I'm saying is that these people, you know, some part of them, even though they are self-centered and their ego drives them and they're, they can't see beyond themselves, there is some part of them that is connected to source, okay? And we we have to see that too. We can't be judgmental. It's something that maybe their spirit had to learn from. But we can change that just by manifesting it. I'm putting an intention out that people that have all these chakras closed be able to open them, open them up, and I've seen it going on. So... You know, they're going to go through a lot if they need to experience, you know, things to to learn from them. And, you know, it, it's, um, I keep seeing like an interface, you know, the spirit, the soul, and the body, and the energy around the body. And, um, you know, we've had, um, you know, the etheric body, the astral bodies, and the different things. Um they have not been able to um, open up these chakras. And it's something that needs to happen to be able to ascend. Okay, basically it comes down to that. Um, Once all the chakras in the body open up, and higher chakras open up, and earth, more earth chakras, and the star chakra opens up, and the cosmic chakra opens up. There's so many different chakras. I, I don't want to get into it. But um, it changes us. It changes our physical body and um, changes our energy within us. And it's energy that keeps the body from breaking down, okay? So the ego. The ego is something that was created when the consciousness fell to pick, in a way for people to manifest in a physical way. But the ego took over. So the body, you know, on a, on a hereditary level or physical level, there is, you know, some people call it curses or sins of the father or different things like that. I, I've been seeing some shows. Every time I turn on TV lately, they talk about curses and people trying to reverse the curses. Um, well, it's at a 
molecular level, you know, energy is being held in the body that um, can, you know, affect you at a physical level, okay? But when we open up the heart chakra, we open up the crown chakra, and, um, you know, we open up those higher chakras, it's like um, all the karmic stuff, kind of falls away in the pain body. So humanity is leaving um, ego. There still is ego to some degree. And, and some people are really guide, you know, ruled by ego. Those are the people that don't have these chakras open. And they don't feel the empathy for other people. Um, ego does not have consciousness. It, it just runs kind of on in neutral, just keeps going. Unless we open up different energy. Um, it's it's like a computer. It's um, it reacts. Okay, it doesn't. Uh, how do I say? Uh, but in the spirit and how we react with each other, and when we open up um, our knowing and our hearts, we connect to God more, and the ego becomes like a little child that we just have to monitor um there's some type of uh birds flying over top i can really hear them um so you know we're living in duality in 3d but as we go higher in fifth dimensional consciousness and we react from the heart the energy of duality is blended within us and we don't have these you know we, we feel emotions but we don't have these reactions I think some of these people, they don't feel, so they do things to make themselves feel, and some of them may be very destructive, okay? You know, I talked about when you live in a physical, I'm, I've got some congestion today, too, so it, it leads me to believe some, some energies um, being worked on today, but I guess maybe what I'm trying to say to you um that, you know, it's important that we, we be aware and work on ourselves and release those things within ourselves. And the more of us that do it, the more other people will be able to do it. And the thing is, you know, people talk about, you know, people in the world that don't have souls, they in higher positions or in royal families, they're doing all these things. It's because they really don't feel, and they don't feel for other people. Maybe in their family, in a way, but I, I wonder about that too. But they do things so um, to keep themselves feel like they're doing something for themselves, like material things, or uh, making you know money, or um, you know not caring about other people just to make a buck and that sort of thing. Um, so, you know, when you have a body and ego and a soul, but it, you don't have that spirit part of yourself, um, but but you do have intelligence, the ego is going to rule, okay? Because they don't have any conscious. So it's, it's, they may think that it's uh, the material and the the social, uh, the soul survival, you know, it, it, they're living on uh, on survival mode. It's it's fear mode. It's not living 
in in love and fifth dimensional consciousness. So, you know, I'll, I'll talk in other shows about what we're going to do and how basically we have to open up that empathic fifth dimensional consciousness and make it bigger and make it grow within humanity. And so we don't sit back. You know, I'm not saying I do that, but, you know, a lot to the people have been asleep and they just kind of been letting these people run amok. It's time that we, you know, go beyond this. You know, sometimes they say that, you know, certain connections to God were cut off and there's certain things for these people, but, you know, it, it just comes down to energy. And um, But the lower chakras are what's open within them. You know, the sexual impulses, the base emotions, you know, like anger, fear, and, and those sorts of things. So, you know, the heart chakra, I guess, you know, pray that humanity open up their higher heart and that all these people that are doing things that aren't helping humanity, that they be able to do that, okay? And if not, that something be done to control them. So I I can go on and on and on about this, but I think that... um, I, I will talk some about something else because I've talked about it a lot. Um, I'll talk about the full moon in Gemini. And um, this is from, um, it's called Elephant. <laughs> it has to do with green wellness and, and spirituality and enlightenment. So it's it's right up empathic people's bag, okay? www.elephantjournal.com, 2015. 11, full moon in Gemini. The choice is yours, so choose wisely. So, free will, you know. Looking at, you know, there's a choice we have to make. They have a picture of a lady, and uh, there's snow there, which, you know, ice and snow holds a lot of energy, and there's two apples. You know, which apple do you choose? Okay. So, it says here, everything in your life is a reflection of a choice you've made. If you want a different result, make a different choice. Anyway, so it'll be a full moon in the sign of Gemini, and Gemini is the twin, so duality. We were talking about duality. So it's leaving you know that behind, the crossroads. So there's times where we have to make choices, and I'm seeing that in my life too, you know, Do you want to go beyond what has been going on in this reality? And, you know, it's funny that I was thinking about this last week and saying, you know, I really, we can make a choice. We can go beyond this reality. You know, I've been hanging around, I guess, for family and that sort of thing. But I would hate it to be that if I don't make my decision that my family would disappear, okay? And in a way, I'm seeing that happen. So I, I, it does make sense now. So they're talking about um, this has been a big year of change. They're, um, 
the cosmos and that higher part of ourselves, since we've opened it up, many of us, we're striving to become our true and authentic selves. But we are presented with a choice. You know, the choice is to go beyond the physical, go beyond this reality, ascend to higher consciousness. It says maybe it is a choice to say where we think we need to be. So that's one choice. Or choose where we want to be. Or actually be there. We can make making the choice to leave our comfort zone and dare to do something that calls to our souls. Um, I've been watching that show, The Leftovers, and the guy made a choice, you know, to, because he couldn't in all of the different realities, and he made a choice to go out of this reality, but he took the death choice, okay? But there were things that he could do to actually return again. So, you know, not... We're not all given that choice, okay? But there's so many different choices that we can make. But I saw it as he went beyond death, okay? I don't know if you've been watching it. I I don't want to get into it, but um, we can make that choice to to go beyond death, to look at our part of ourselves that is eternal. And it actually shifts things within ourselves. So, um, and it just goes on to say maybe it's just about making the choice to stop denying parts of ourselves. So, you know, when we open our hearts, we look at the true part of ourselves. We're not denying it anymore. And we look at our innermost desires. It doesn't mean that we have to be innermost. I'm talking about people's innermost desires aren't what you think you should be desiring. It's okay to look at them, okay? It doesn't mean you have to pursue it. But, you know, people without souls, they pursue their inner drive desires, right? So, actually, when we look at all these things that we've held within us, it actually releases and then we go beyond karmic reality. So we're at a turning point. You know, that one seven represents going into the light. So it's about accepting ourselves and the parts of ourselves that we may not like. But, you know, the parts of ourselves that we may not like may be our strengths too. So it's about choosing ourselves to some degree rather than any external force. So when we live in the the belief that others can hurt us or others are doing things to us, that's very 3D, okay, living in fear. So we can choose ourselves what we really are entitled to. And I'm, I'm not talking about, you know, material things. I'm talking about, you know, beings of light and what beings of light have. So, um, and it's about happiness. So if we choose to be happy, we create happiness around us. If we choose to be miserable, like I, I have a friend that he chooses, you know, he, he chose to be miserable and he thought everybody was out to get him. And of course, everybody went out to get him. Uh, I was trying to tell him you're a very strong manifester. So he's choosing, like I guess I'm a role model for him. He's choosing to be happy and choosing to have people in his life that bring him happiness 
and and take those people out of his life that don't make him happy. Um, I, I've tried, you know, like recently I've connected with some people I knew a long time ago, but um, some people take it the wrong way. They think, you know, um, it goes beyond that, but no, it doesn't. But we just have to, you know, realize that there are people out there that aren't very nice and we don't have to be around them. But also, we don't have to let them run loose, too. I think you you, know, you don't need any examples for that. You can take care of that yourself. Uh, so it's about taking care of ourselves now. It's about um, feeling for other people. And in order to find out who we really are, some people need to... Take the long road, you know, the path, inner path. But it means going within yourself and looking at that. You know, I talk about the inner path all the time. And some people go, oh, I don't know if I want to do that. It might, you know, it, and, and it may not be that easy for you. But how will you know if you don't do it, okay? I'll give you an example. A long, well, a few years back, my daughter wanted to pursue a singing career. And she had to audition for this thing, and but she had to put $100 down to audition. And she said to me, well, what if I don't get it? And I put the $100 down, and I said, well, I said, if you don't put the $100 down and you don't do it, you won't find out that you could have done it anyway. So what is there really to lose, you know? So anyway, she went, she went and did it and everything, you know, she she went into doing that, pursuing, you know, her music. Not everyone that goes and looks at the path continues to follow the same path. You know, we can change our career, do other things, but unless we actually go and try, we'll never know what could have happened, okay? And it's always the best to do that. You know, no matter what. So I, I've chose the long path, and it is beautiful, okay? Even when there were times where it wasn't easy, it was beautiful. You know, I have this, this, this friend of mine that I was, I was telling you about that was really negative, and he was saying that, you know, all these people blame him for their bad luck and all this other stuff. And I said, well, why do you listen to them tell you that? Um, but he was actually doing what they were doing, blaming them for things too, and I was trying to point that out to him. You know, a lot of people I know, they said, well, I don't want to be around negative people because, you know, it's going to make me negative. Well, when you're strong enough, you can be around negative people. You may not want to be around everyone that's negative, but, you know, I don't, um, how do you say, um, don't hang out with a lot of negative people, but I do have people, and I see them change. So, But it's it's not about blame. It's not about living in fear. It's not about, you know, people look at the positive and negative things because that's what exists here. Um you know, some people complain about a relationship that is stressful and people, you know, don't like to hear it. But um, sometimes, you know, if you allow a person to talk, 
they get it out of their system and they realize they can they can do better, okay? If we want to change our lives and we want to be happy and we want to be more fulfilled in life, then it's it's about making choices, okay? So he had to make a choice. I'm using him as an example. I'm not saying his name. But he had to make a choice. Like, maybe I should change my phone number because I keep getting all these harassing calls and I'm tired of it. So, And I'm going to hang out with people that are really positive. So he did make a decision. If, there, if you want to be miserable, just keep on doing what you're doing if you're miserable to start with. You know, if it doesn't work, it's time to take a new path. You know, in 3D, nobody's going to come and rescue a person. You, it, you've got to be the one that's going to change the way things are going right now. So what are we going to do to change those things? Um, it's, it's not about regretting anything. You know, even though I've gone through, people said to me, oh, my gosh, you know, if I say anything about my life, they go, you went through a lot. And I said, yeah, and I wouldn't want to do it any other way. I don't, because it's made me who I am right now. Would I have ch- chose the more difficult path if I had known it was more difficult? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> anyway, so... There's a, apparently a triple conjunction of the Sun, Saturn, and Mercury, the sign of Sagittarius, that will be heavily influence the decisions we'll be making. And Sagittarius is an impulsive sign. So, so regardless of decisions made on a whim, uh, Sagittarius is a po- powerful force to help us make our mind up. So these are times where we're going to be making decisions, you know. And I kind of went off track a little bit there. But I, I know it's for someone that needed to hear that. So to be empowered to make choices that's in line with our head and our heart. And when our hearts are opened, this is comes quite easily for us, okay? And because of the Sagittarius fire there'll be a passionate moon. So we it's about it's about flame. It's about you know, the the moon energy is water energy and so it's ascension energy. So the person says here, we may have the hot flames of yearning start coursing through our veins around the time that Neptune turned direct on November 18th, which was only amplified by Saturn, Neptune square on the 20th. So it, it's, a, it's a full moon with a lot of desire. It's a full moon that have, will have things revealed to us because it's going to occult that star. So every aspect of our body's sensual part of us will be heightened, apparently. That's what this person says. So, nothing can heat up the cold November like the intimate fires that two lovers can create. So, But we can go beyond this. Um, it's not, it's, it's, it has to do with fire and water, which is ascension energy, and it's balancing energy. So, it's a feminine, masculine energy, Okay. Sometimes in life we reach the peak of the mountain and we can choose to go back up the same way. I had a dream I should talk about. Um, in the dream, I had to go see somebody and I had to almost walk straight up a hill. I, I, I did it and, you know, it, it was 
it wasn't that easy. But after I did it, I thought, geez, that wasn't that bad. And there were two ladies, and they were putting papers together in a drawer, but they were mixing their papers up together. So somehow some type of um, energy was being, um, how do you say, um, transmuted into something different that was more, but we have to sometimes make a choice to go up that hill, to explore possibilities, and to open ourselves up to truth and to our desires, you know, like maybe they were talking about, you know, the lovers and that sort of thing, but it's the lover within us too. So it's it's about taking, you know, things beyond this reality. And, you know, the full moon in Gemini, it's about balancing and choosing wisely, okay? I would say... These are really intense times. These are times where we have to really look beyond what we experience here and and make the choice to go beyond that. And we just have to be aware that not everyone is at that space right now, okay? Um, And people are downright, you know, spiritless. And the more in tune you become and more connected to source, the more you will, you know, realize that, you know, people are doing that. But, you know, when you're around these people, you can shift them too, okay? And, and the more people live in love and live beyond fear, you know, these people that are really in, in ego and have these chakras closed, they can, they can they can heal. We all we all have that part of ourselves that's connected to source. Okay. Um, now about chakra regeneration. You know, there's people that actually do it to have optimum health, to connect to other people, to feel that that we're all connected and, and love the earth and be connected to the earth and the physical realm. That root chakra has to be open. Okay. So, you know, a lot of people say, well, you know, um, everybody has a root chakra open. No, not everybody has a root chakra open, especially spirit or um, spiritless people or people that are psychopaths. They aren't connected to the earth, okay? They wouldn't be killing animals and doing the negative things they do to the earth if they were connected to it, okay? So it's important, you know, like we're doing the balancing now. We're taking, you know, the Gemini energy of two you know two separate realities and and balancing them right now because you know the fire and the water energy become blending energies you know when fire and water come together they make steam right so it's it's uh, a transmutation of energy so you either have a balanced root chakra or you have a blocked one or you have an overactive one so you know it's important that um if if you're interested you know to to be able to maybe go to somebody that can help you do that or to do it yourself to go through the ascension process we have to have all our chakras aligned and balanced and the gemini energy you know isn't about the so much about um 
you know, it's about the duality in this reality, but we go, we can go beyond that. We can go beyond the pulse of, and, and there, you know, when we have the pulse of life and death over superimposed over each other, it creates, you know, the immortal. We all have um, cells within us that they're immortality cells that we've we've always had. They're eight cells, and they're in the root chakra. That's why I'm talking about it. Well, in the area where the root chakra is. So this is the area that we have to start from to regenerate, okay? So visualize, you know, the root chakra opening up and then, you know, energy flowing into the earth and then back into you because when we open ourselves up to source energy actually flows down through us and then comes back up through us so and then you know when this root chakra feels open to you meditate and ask source to open up all the chakras you know I'm I'm focusing on the root chakra right now so the opening of the root, and some people may have a kundalini awakening. That That's 3D to begin with, but um, your chakra energies will rise and there will be a flow of energy, okay? But, um, you know, I've talked at times about what it means when you your, your root chakra is too closed and your root chakra is too open. Um, anyway, but you have to have your root chakra open and the other chakras opened up for the upper heart to open, okay? And um, there, there's th- things to look for if you're not, it says you're not ready for ascension because ascension is a choice, you know, like we're saying we're making choices right now. You might put out the intention I am ready for ascension. I am ready to be an ascended being, to go beyond this reality of 3D into fifth dimensional consciousness. And I resonate at a higher frequency. My physical body is more vital. And I connect with all the earth, earth beings, humanity, and all beings that are part of the divine source energy okay we're all part of that energy to see yourself as flowing with everything because you know in uh, third dimensional consciousness there's rigidity there's hard bones in fifth dimensional consciousness even your bones change they become more you know like almost like rubber somebody used to joke and say to me that uh, they called me gumby so if you look at things and see if you need to do you know this chakra healing so if somebody has a really active, overactive uh, metabolism, you digest, you know, your body, it doesn't really digest. It goes straight through your body. That's one of the things that you might look at because it has to do with, you know, what's going on in your, um, in your body in that area, okay, in the root area. Um, pain or uh, joint problems with your legs, your feet, and your hips, so if you have any of those problems, you have lower back pain, 
Um, sexual enjoyment is achieved only through tense or aggressive sexual motions. So hurried. So you're not connecting to the other person. And some people may have infertility problems because it has to do with that area, right? Inability to settle and focus on on a particular thing. Irritability and quick to anger. So, you know, anxious. So it has to, you know, living in fear if that's parts, you know, closed. Um, stressed, anxious, um, trouble sleeping, being overbearing and sarcastic and critical of others, and living in time and space really strictly, like I have to do this, 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 and this, at this and this and this time, being very un- inflexible and selfish, um, and using guilt to control others. So, you know, if somebody, if you're trying to control others, it's a good chance that you're having, you know, like something going on with your root chakra. And even feeling low self-esteem and then materialism. So this is part, you know, like I was talking about soulless people or people that are psychopaths, their energy is different. The way they think, the way their brain thinks is different. When you open up your upper heart, you think from the heart. You look at everything and how it will affect other people around you, you know. Um, So, you know, another thing would be that you would say, oh, I don't want to wear something like that because it's not, it's only 20 bucks instead of like $2,000 or something like that. To try to prove yourself, to prove you're better than other people being opinionated and arrogant and always thinking you're right and not accepting criticism and not accepting anybody's point of view like you're the only truth, you know. I heard some politician, I won't mention his name, he said he's smart and he knows everything. (laughs) Well, you know, need I say more? Will exhibit defense defense of body language that's arm closed, uh, you know, arms crossed, uh, pointing toes, chop chopping gestures and cocky head movements. So jerkiness, tightness. Um, you know, people that have gone beyond this reality have become self-realized, and their energy and vibrational energies have gone like to the frequency of light. I was talking about the one seven. So that means that you're going, you're opening up to that vibrational energy of higher consciousness. It is uh, believed, you know, that a person that, you know, ascended masters or people that become self-realized like Buddha and Jesus can enter and exit this plane without having to go through um, life or death, you know, or um, a birth, okay? So... You know, some people when they they're going through the karmic thing and they're stuck in 3D, they they have they get caught in that karmic cycle of of, of uh, you know life, death, and birth and all that sort of thing. Even ascension is, um, you know, it, it, when you go into a fifth dimensional consciousness, you still live in physicality. Okay, so it's going even beyond that. So when your ego starts to recognize itself, you know, and saying, hey, you know, like this ego needs attention and I've got to look after it. And, you know, the ego becomes softer and not as controlled when you open up your heart because we're still in a physical reality. So 
to some degree we still have ego. To think that you don't have ego and you're living in a physical body, that's untruth. So it's living in your truth and living with complete union with God, you know, in that light, in that consciousness, one consciousness energy. Um, we go into illuminated state, okay? So the ego can surrender itself to that part of ourself that's connected to God, okay? If that part is not connected to God, that crown chakra isn't open and the heart's not open, it becomes a tyrant. It's like, you know, we have all these tyrants ruling because they don't have that part of themselves that cares about other people. So it, 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 the ego of these people go crazy you know it's it, it's just like it's a mirror of what is going on within them with the ego so all these ascended masters that have you know been on the earth and uh carol guy has a show about the ascended master so you know if you're interested in that go you know go into the archives of earth angels radio which fifth dimensional um radio is affiliated with okay she talks about, you know, living in ascended mastery. So, And if you notice, you know, people that start to live in ascended mastery, they start to look very young looking. They don't look as, you know, people that would be the same physical age as them. They look a lot younger, okay? So this is, this is part of it. Um, but the frequencies on Earth are changing. The Earth has uh, gone into fifth dimensional consciousness. And... We can choose to do that. These are times of making choices. We can experience forgiveness. We can experience creativity. We can transmute our energy and, you know, go beyond what has been limiting people because we're being given that gift, okay? So connect yourself one with the universe and and see yourself connected and all your chakras open up, and, you know, your root chakra open it up. So, you know, people have been trying to hide that part of themselves because they knew they were different, and we, we can see through it, okay? And just be aware of that. We can see through these things. Oh, boy. Thinking, oh, yeah, I wanted to talk about the blue jay, because I saw a blue jay. And the thing was, I was riding with my daughter in a car, and a bl- the blue jay was flying towards the car. And either the blue jay had a decision to make, it could fly into the car, or turn around and go back the other way. You know? And guess what the, bl- the blue jay did? The blue jay decided to turn around and go back the other way. So, it, it made the wise choice. The thing is, you know, like, with all the different choices we have in our lives, you know, it's it's important to make the wisest choice that we can make, okay? So I'm going to read Animal Speak by Ted Andrews. He passed away in 2009, but this book, uh, Animal Speak, the Magical, uh, the Spiritual and Magical Powers of Creatures Great and Small, talks about you know, when we see animals, what meaning do they have? Especially if we see them a fair amount, or we, you know, it's, it's an impactful thing. 
that it's being shown to us. It's on 121, the Blue Jay, the keynote, the power, the the proper use of power. So, you know, when we become enlightened or we become full of light, you know, we have um, we have power and we can manifest a lot faster than we did prior to taking in that light, okay, or having our chakras open, our energy flowing, you know, fully open, okay? And it's year-round, the cycle of power. So it's been thought of a bully and a robbery. It can have those tendencies. It has other qualities that make it stand out positively. And for those who, Jake comes as a totem, it can reflect lessons in using your own power properly. So, you know, I've come into a certain amount of power, and I can use that in a positive way, or I can use it, choose to use it in another way if I want to. So it's all about choices, and it's about looking at that power that you have. But it's also using that power. And But also, I want to mention here, it's also allowing yourself to be placed in a position in which power is not misused against you. So, you know, we're talking about, um, you know, people that could, you know, take advantage of you. You know, if you say certain, you know, some people say, well, I'm not going to talk about certain things because if I tell too many people, then they'll know about it and they'll use it and try to take advantage and take it. Um, In a way, you know, um, you know, you want to be open and uh, flow with your energy, but also come into your power, okay? So, Jay comes from the Latin Gaia or Gaia, which is associated with the Mother Earth. and Greek mythology, the union of the Mother Earth and the Father Heaven resulted in the first creatures who had the appearance of life. This reflects much about the intrinsic power associated with the Jay. It has the ability to link the heavens and the earth to assess each for greater power. So it's about taking those two separate things and melding them together. You know, I've been seeing that in the numbers I've been seeing, in the dreams I've been having, and, you know, even in the moon that we have this full moon. You know, it's Gemini full moon. It's got the the fire and water energy, the melding energy. The black and the white markings found on its blue wings also reflect the same ability. The sky blue separates the heavens and the earth, the black. This is a totem that moved between both and tap the primal energies at either level. So, um, you know, the beings or the people that don't have souls or, or psychopaths, they exist at this primal or energy you know, um, the lower energies. Um, the J is aware of the innate ability, and this is reflected in the blue crest, higher knowledge that can be used. So we all do have that within us to go and shift into higher consciousness, even people that may not seem like they could, okay? The main problem will be in dabbling in both worlds rather than becoming a true master of both. So when we talked about um, ascended masters, they have come into their light and come into their understanding and gone beyond this reality. They've gone beyond ego. So it's about becoming a true master of both worlds, okay? Those with a J as a totem usually have a tremendous amount of ability, but it can be scattered. 
I've seen blue jays in my backyard recently, too. Or it does not develop or any more than is necessary to get by. It is not unusual to find individuals with blue jays as totem being dabblers, especially in the psychic and the metaphysical field. They know the little bit about themselves, and they use that knowledge sometimes to give the impression they know more or that they are true masters. So it's not about dabbling. If you have that as a totem, it's about melding and understanding that energy and, and, and putting them together. The bright blue crest of the J should always be a reminder to wear the crown of the true mastership, and it requires dedication, responsibility, and committed development in all areas, in the physical and the spiritual. So you do have to have your chakras open, okay? You do have to have the upper heart open. You do have to have the root open. You do have to have the forehead open, the throat, you know, the, the crown, and beyond, uh, the blue jay is a reminder to follow through on all things. So if you're seeing it, it says to you know, follow through. Okay? To start something and then to leave it dangling. So the blue jay reflects a time of great resourcefulness. And adaptability is about to unfold. So this is going on for humanity as a whole. Because something's being revealed and I think this is what is being revealed, that humanity is shifting. And they're going to be really recognizing things around them. And they're not going to feed into stuff that, you know, people have been trying to start wars and different things just to make money and those things. People are keying into that now. They're saying, hey, this looks a little fishy when this and this and this happens. And all of a sudden people try to film what's going on and they can't because their phones are jammed. There's something not right here. You know, so I'm talking about what happened in Paris, by the way. You know, somebody is 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 rigging up things to cause to cause problems to cause, but people are cluing into it. You have ample opportunities to develop and use your abilities. That Jay does not usually migrate, staying around all winter. So you know, I've been seeing them. So look for there to be ample time to develop and use your energies to assess new levels, and it will stay around and work with you as long as you need it. The Blue Jay is actually a member of the Crow family. Most Crows have no fear. So it's not living in fear. It's not living in ego. Crows and Jays alike will gang up and harass and drive off owls and hawks. The Jay is fearless, and because of this, it can help you connect with the deepest mysteries of the earth and greatest of the heavens. So some mysteries are being revealed, you know, with this moon today. And that's at... I think it was 5.44 Eastern Time. The Blue Jay is an X, you know, 44 is a magical number too, by the way. Gateways are opening. Gateways to information in this case. The Blue Jay is an excellent mimic with a sharp eye and a voice. It especially has a wonderful knack for imitating one red-shouldered hawks. Old-time naturalists were convinced that the blue jay derived pleasure from this activity. As with all members of its family, the sense of seeking pleasure often at the expense of others can reflect an imbalance. Sometimes jays show up when and this is occurring in your own life. Blue jays have a tremendous ability for survival with the least amount of effort. They have great talent, but the talent must be developed and utilized. So it doesn't say, well, I'll just stay here and I won't work. 
it says you need to follow that path, and it might be the long path. It may mean that you have to turn around and not fly where there's danger, okay? You might have to fly in a different direction or take a different path, but you never leave that path that leads you back to source, okay? Anyway, it must be developed and utilized properly. If the J has flown into your life, it indicates that you're moving into a time where you begin to develop the innate royalty that is within you or simply be the pretender to the throne. So it depends on you. You know, it's funny. I, I have to talk about this. A friend of mine, I was at a hockey game after work on the weekend. And um, I, afterwards, I went with a bunch of people out, and I was talking to this lady. I knew her and her husband had been over in England, and they were in Wales. And they were. she was, she was showing me the camera. She said, doesn't this look like you know, Ray, and I was like, oh, my God, you know, and it was uh, a picture of, um, it looked just like a friend of mine, and it was, he was king of Wales at one time, I think it was Ruda or Rudin or something like that, King Rudin, anyway, I, she said, when we saw this, paint, it was actually a painting on the wall, because they didn't have photographs back then, right, so back, way, way back, um, <laughs> she, she said to me, doesn't this look like him? I said, oh, my God. So it really did look like him. So what I'm saying is, you know, um, the royalty within us, I don't mean sitting on the throne necessarily, but our power, coming into the power, you know, take it. Don't pretend to be a pretender to the throne. And, and what I'm talking about in that case, too, you know, um, they talk about the mocking jay or the mocking bird. That that is a bird that pretends to be another bird or something else, right? These um, pretenders or these sneaky ones, people without uh, you know spirits and that sort of thing, or psychopaths or whatever you want to call them, their energy is different. They are pretenders. They don't live in truth. And they, they do mean things for the planet. We have to take a look at that part of ourselves. The more of us that live in truth, the more that will live in truth, okay? So anyway, the J has no qualms. It will teach you either direction. So we have to make a choice. So everything, you know, I didn't pick this J. I just picked the bird that I saw. I didn't even read this. Not for a while anyway. So it's leading me to see that right now humanity is making big choices, you know, and they have to, a lot of people are going to be taking the choice. You know, in my dreams, I was seeing mountains, I was climbing up big hills. On page 62 of Animal Speak, um, mountains reflect power and loftiness of spirit, so there's that power again. Um, the animals found around are indigenous to them or reveal ways to uh, discover your own spiritual power. Mountains have height and vertical you know, they're vertical, which is traditionally masculine. So the mass and shape reflects the sexual aspects of the masculinity. Well, the hill I was climbing had a big curve to it. It was very feminine looking. So there is balance in it. And in China, in China, they say that the mountains are a symbol of greatness and generosity. Mountain ranges also to the symbolism of dragons. So they can reflect an alchemical process active within your life. So 
this makes sense to what's going on right now. The animal totems you encounter in such environments will reveal the means by which you best work with the process and your own personal circumstances. Now, I went to visit family last week, and, you know, I stayed in a hotel or this bed and breakfast with my daughter, and we had to go up a big hill and then down a big hill, then up another big hill, and it was at the top of the hill. So this makes sense to me now. So um, some type of alchemical process was going, but it was a ho- the the place we stayed. I ended up being the place where my dad was born when it was a hospital years ago. Now it's a bed and breakfast, and right around the corner was where my mother has her tomb. So and and it was right near an intense waterfall and water energy. So. You know, it was amazing. I didn't plan it that way, but everything, what I was going to say, too, and I'm glad I remembered about it, you know, some things can take weeks to happen. Something that would have taken weeks and weeks to happen happened in one day after I went through. So there's some type of alchemical process was going on. I ended up getting some um, things that I, I didn't think I was going to get. Um, and a whole bunch of things happened in a very sh- a small pa- space of time. So um, anyway, it goes on to say here about this um, um, hill and, and mountains and stuff like that. Uh, the animal totems, you know, that you encounter will reveal the way you best work. So, you know, this uh, blue jay was part of it. So it had to do with taking the power. This is power. So... And it's serving, uh, it says, um, speak of mountains which are hollow inside, serving much the same function, oven, baking, and tempering the spirit of those who enter. So it's part of the path. The hollowness and interior have been described as the land of the dead and the home of the fairies. So it's about going beyond this reality, too. Again, it reflects the totems associated with those that will open up new dimensions to us. So the mountains remind us of the spiritual attainment that is ours, as we overcome our obstacles, the height of many mountains give rise to thoughts of being a world access, linking heaven and earth. There we go again. So that's what the Blue Jay did. Well, this is amazing. Castles are often built without mountains. So, you know, I I turn on TV. I see things that seem like dreamlike, that give me messages, and then I have dreams that are similar. You know, what we project around us is giving us messages for what is actually happening, Okay. It says, castles are built upon mountains, providing a point where humans could commune with the divine or could draw the heavenly powers out of the sky. So when we open up our higher chakras, we go beyond this reality. We go into higher consciousness. We go into ascended mastery. We go into God consciousness. We connect with source. We open up our knowing. Mountains are symbols for higher meditation, spiritual elevation, and communion with blessed spirits. So... That's amazing. Um, there was one other one I wanted to talk, and it was um, well, I talked about the squirrel and you know and stuff before, so that was about a week ago. But I have been seeing, and the goose was really strong, another strong one, and it was going you know beyond legendary places, and um, you know the, the geese were f- flying late today, or not today, over the last week. You know, finally got really cold here, so they were leaving late. So what does that mean? It has to do with uh, fertility, to open ourselves up to dream time, migration behaviors and patterns. 
um, uh, stirs our imagination. It makes us search out new worlds and dimensions. So going beyond this reality, that makes sense. And the V formation, it shapes an opening to new possibilities, okay? So it's pointed in one end and open in the other. And when we have, you know, the the spirit, um, the soul, and the body, there's like a triangle formed. This is like an open-ended triangle. It's like an arrowhead. Um, There's something I want to talk about that has to do, I kept seeing arrows lately too, so this is making sense to me now. Um, It's like an arrowhead pointing to new directions and new possibilities. So it's about opening to new ideas. So when you're on that path, you know, um, sometimes we jump over to another path, but um, all paths come to a point, you know, a point. Time and space is just a point. Everything exists at one time, but that's in higher consciousness. And in 3D, we've created, you know, um, time and space. So this is something that was created. I wanted to talk about, um, I'm getting a little dry, so I want to have a drink. I wanted to talk about the black swan. I've been seeing a lot of black swans lately, too. So um, I'm I'm not just flying in the sky like I usually do. I've been seeing them swimming. So let me see if I can find the black swan. I don't think I marked it. So let me go back and look. I'll look it up in the index. But, it, you know, it, these things, when you, um, you know, look them up, they do make sense. They do fit together. 195. And, you know, one of the things I was looking at was on 122. So there's a, that number. So i got to go back to 195. Uh, I don't know why I didn't have it. Oh, didn't have it marked, but. Oh, yeah, swans. Um, it's on 195 of Animals Speak by Ted Anders. Keynote, Awakening the Beauty and the Power of the Self. So there's the power of the self again. And it's winter. And it's one of the most powerful and ancient of symbols. Okay? And it's reflected even in its name. It's one of the oldest names in the English language. And it has not changed through all these times. So, And it has a long neck. And it, I think it has something to do with joining the higher realms and the lower realms too. And it has to do with emotion and becoming more sensitive and becoming more sensitive to the emotions of others as well, becoming more empathic. And I I think I talked about that on the 11th when I did the last show. No, it wasn't on the 11th, um, on the show that I did around that time, about a couple weeks ago. You can go back in the archives and read about it. Um, So, you know, people, more and more people that were, self-centered and stuff, they're opening up their hearts and they're becoming more sensitive. So I have been seeing a lot of the, you know, there's a black swan and it's considered a symbol of something rare and non-existent. So something is happening that's opening and unfolding that's never unfolded before. And the neck is a bridge between the head, the higher realms, and the body, the lower realms. See, I told you that. So you begin to realize your own true beauty. You unfold the ability to bridge two new realms and new powers. And this ability to awaken the inner beauty and the bridge to the outer world is part of that swan medicine can teach. And it can show you how to see the inner beauty within yourself in the regards of the outer appearance. We are capable of this. We become a magnet to others. This is reflected in the story by Hans Christian Andersen, the ugly ugly. And it loves cold, does not like heat, 
and it was said that you'll be able to stand cooler climates because of it. So I have this as my the black swan. Some people call me the black swan. Um, anyway, they talk about the trumpeter, and it's the largest, and it makes a loud call. And the whistling swan is the most common, and it makes more of a whoop. And the mute swan, best known as in America, is named for the belief that loses its voice as it reaches maturity. It's not truly voices, but it does epitomize the strength through silence. So, you know, there is strength. That The swan's a very strong power animal or being um, bird. It's a strength through silence. So they're powerful birds. They can break a man's arm with a beat of their wings, and they have strong bites. They're devoted. They mate for life, so they live as long as 80 years. They reflect the power and longevity. And I see humanity as starting to live longer. That is, if you open up that energy within yourself. If you don't, though, a lot of people are getting sick, and it's because they have these chakras that aren't open. And because 3D will soon disappear, or that reality is opening up to another reality. The swan is the totem of the child, the poet, the mystic, the dreamer. Swans film mythology and folklore. And they're usually as traditional symbols of beauty and grace. And swans are sacred to Aphrodite, the goddess of love. They were depicted pulling the chariot of Apollo. Zeus took the shape of a swan to make love to Lido a mortal, reflecting the ability of the swan to link different worlds and dimensions. So they fill folklore and fairy tales. You know, they're magical. And that has to do with the feminine energy, um, the divine energy. Many speak of young maidens who are turned into swans by putting on the magic garment of the swan's skin. If the skin were found, the beautiful maiden had to remain human and marry whoever found the skin or to do their bidding. The swan has come to be linked to the fairy realm. You know, we were talking about the fairy realm. And uh, in, in the mountain, right? Many of these tales involving swans end up tragically, hinting the primal life-changing beauty and power of, you know, within. And when it's released freely, and it hints of the control necessary to effectively work with such energy. From Greece comes uh, the mystery of the swan song. The belief taught that the swan song is its most beautiful song just before it died. The swan song has come to be synonymous with a poetic fancy. The swan can teach the mysteries of the song and poetry for which the child and the beauty within. So... You know, all these birds that I'm seeing are pretty neat. And there was another one I'm trying to find to see if I have it here. Um, it was the chickadee. So i got to find it here. Let's see where I can find it. I thought I marked it, but I, I've been seeing the chickadee. So, Oh, here it is, 125. And uh, animals speak by Ted Andrews. Um Keynote, cheerful and truthful expression, cycle of power of spring. And it, it comes from the titmouse family, and T-I-T is a folksy 14th century English name for anything little. You know, petite, the French word. The mouse part of the titmouse comes from moose, meaning that it was applied to a small, duller-colored bird in the same period. It's known for its cheery call. And many people's mating song is the first true sign of spring. So I know these birds... They fly, they fly away, but I heard it the other day, so it has some meaning. Um, anyway, uh, anyway, it says that 
many birds have caps and has great significance. Anything associated with the head has implications to higher thinking. Higher mind and higher perceptions. Black is associated with mystery, so it has to do with the feminine and the great room of life. So it has to do with this Gemini full moon, too. As to the color of cap, it reflects that chickadees can help you with the uncovering of mysteries of the mind. So it has to do with opening of the heart and melding of the mind and the heart and empathic abilities. I keep seeing that people are opening to being more empathic to other people and that connection to source is really going to be unfolding. Anyway, the chickadee is the bird of truth. So the throat chakra helps us to pinpoint truth and knowledge. And to the Cherokee Indians, that's what they saw them as. One tale speaks of a witch by the name of Spearfinger who terrorized the entire tribe. She would wait in hiding and kill passenger bys. After killing, she would stab the liver of the individual with their Spearfinger and eat it. So, you know, it seems to be, that's energy that's lower down too you know, the liver and stuff like that. Nothing seems to be able to stop the witch issue is made of stone. So 3D energy, you know, people end up, their bones start to harden, but in fifth dimensional consciousness, they don't. And when the, it's, it, it's old ideas and old ways, okay? That's what that represents, the stone. When the chickadee landed on her, showing the tribe warriors, especially where she was invulnerable to attack. So chickadees usually travel in groups, and I saw, I've been seeing them flying in groups. So there's no qualms in taking larger birds that may threaten it. So they're fearless. They have their power too. There's seven kinds of chickadees, and this is most significant with this totem. So I, there's a number seven again. Seven has some mystical, uh, ancient mysticism associated with it throughout the world. It's a sacred number. It's a symbol of individual rising from the material plane of life. So going beyond the physical and and ascending, you know, and when we go from three-dimensional consciousness to fifth-dimensional consciousness, we're ascending in um, our energy and our connection. We become aware of everything and more perceptive of that spiritual and light part of ourselves. We take in more light. We are aware of and connected with source. And, you know, I was talking about uh, the Pallades, which will be close to the moon, too, and that has to do with the number seven. And it says here, it is a symbol of the individual rising from the material plane of life is depicted in the ancient image of the triangle upon the square. I'm just going to take another drink. So I was talking about the triangle a lot there, and then the square, the number four, you know. I keep seeing a lot of force, too, and that has to do with balance. And it also enables us to express the truth more joyfully within our lives. So when this, you know, the seven chakras of humanity are balanced, there's greater realization of truth. So what we pray for right now is really important, what we manifest right now. So I'm praying that humanity open up all these seven chakras and go beyond that and go into God consciousness, heart consciousness, and be there for each other and, and make this a heaven on earth. And it also enables us to express truth more joyfully within our lives. Some people say the truth hurts. Those who have a chickadee as a totem will learn to express the truth in a manner that heals, balances, and opens the perceptions. Truth is shared in a manner that adds uh, cheer and joy to your life and the lives of others. So... 
I, I talked about a lot of things on the show today. I do have a little bit more time, and I just see if um, anybody is in the chat room. You just never know. Um, oh, nobody has any questions. Anybody has any questions? Uh, if you do want to speak, people that have phoned in, just press 1 so I can click on you. Um, there are a couple callers. But I don't see, you know, like a question thing that I normally see on there. So I'm just, you know, putting that option open to you. And uh, there there are a few people listening. Um, I found out that one of my sisters and all her friends listen to the show. So it was funny. The other day I was talking about the Blue Jay. And I said, I will talk about that on the show because... You know, it'll it'll uh, it'll be interesting. I'm sure she's listening to it right now, or will be listening to it. So, just a lot of different things, and um, trying to find that one. You know, I was talking about blockages in the root chakra. You know, this is a real. You know, somebody. You know, there's different parts of the the root chakra, okay? Um, A person may seem like, if you look at the front of their root chakra, it may seem big in the front, but the back may be tiny. You know, there's different parts of the root chakra. And then when other chakras open up, it triggers something to expand even more in the root chakra, okay? Usually the chakra on top of it, but... When the crown chakra opens up and the heart chakra opens up, something within the root chakra um, opens up too. We manifest in this reality from the root chakra and, and in physicality, but we also manifest differently when we have the upper heart open, which is an expanded consciousness sort of thing, right? So if you do energy work at all, I'm just having some more water. Um you know, be aware that something may look like it's open, but there may be parts of it that aren't open. And, you know, when somebody has certain parts of their root chakra open really greatly, then, you know, there's parts that react, in a, you know, like in a physical way in, from the ego and from materialistic sort of thing. Because when somebody has not you know, a lot of chakras that are closed down, and especially the empathic kind of chakras. When Okay, when you add the two numbers together, you know, one and seven, it makes eight. So the chakra above the crown chakra, you know, the one that's just above the crown chakra, that's an important one to bring in the light within your body, to take in more light, to increase the frequency within your body. I just want to make people aware of that. So those two numbers added together do that. I'm not reading this from anywhere. I just I just know this stuff. So grounding the root chakra, it's important to get out in your bare feet, even in the wintertime, to ground yourself and to connect with nature because we are part of that. You know, a lot of people don't realize that. They get sick and they have problems, like I was talking about, in their joints and their legs and their knees and all that sort of thing. Um, when the chakra is open and balanced, you, you will feel stable. You know, um, I won't mention names, but I was talking to somebody the other day, and she was telling me that when she walks, she goes around the corner and she 
runs into walls. Well, she says, you know, this, they keep checking me. There's nothing wrong with my balance. But I just said to her, well, maybe you need to get outside more and connect with the earth. And she thought that was not a, you know, she's an older lady and she's very set in her ways and stuff like that. But I know that her root chakra isn't balanced and it's not grounded. You know, I can, with her permission, do it, but I, I know that she she wouldn't allow me to. So when you have the root chakra balanced, it's going to make you feel more stable. It's going to make you be able to take on life's challenges and to have clear focus. That's really a sense of purpose and focus. And being present in the moment, that's where you know a lot of people say, well, when your upper heart opens and you live in the moment, but there's a part of the root chakra that opens up too, and it allows you to be in that moment and to be connected to the earth. And when that chakra is blocked, even the back of it may seem like the front's open, it gives way to doubt, fear, and your emotional and physical being suffers, okay? So... It creates an imbalance in energy flow throughout the whole body. So it affects the whole body. And it can make you feel restless. You know, it's funny that Cherokee story where the she poked people and grabbed their livers and ate them and stuff like that. She was feeling that part of herself missing, so she was trying to get it from other people. But we really can do it within ourselves. You know, they're, they're, everybody talks about people stealing things from people these are people that don't have the root chakra open and they don't have that empathic part of themselves open which is also the connection in the root chakra everybody you know a lot of people think that the spiritual chakras are the higher ones but the root chakra to some degree can be very spiritual too and i just want to make people aware of that so if you have that part of yourself energy blocked in the root chakra it can make you feel restless and you're always looking for something. You know how people are always searching and looking and they don't know what they're looking for and they keep changing jobs and you can't really identify it? It's something to do with that energy. They may find it difficult to settle down. They may uh, keep changing, where, like I said, where they work. And their personal lives are impacted because they keep changing relationships. And um, so, like I said, there's a lack of focus. There's, you know, they depend on other people. They're restless. They live in fear. They feel abandoned. And, you know, it's it's like being uh, not, not a bum, but somebody who has no, um, what do you call it, roots. You know, they call it the root chakra. There's a reason, you know, connection, even connection to, pe- to other people. So it creates, the, the physical and emotional problems, okay? It creates spiritual, physical, and emotional problems with this blocked. So the, the root chakra governs reproductive organs in the lower extremities. Um, this is for somebody, and I'm not going to say who the person's name is, but they're having problems with their lower extremities. And maybe some stuff going on with their heart. So it means that the root chakra isn't flowing properly and the heart chakra isn't flowing and open. So if you're listening to this, if you want, I can help you with it, okay? 
uh, it includes the lower spine, legs, and feet. Um, and it can cause, it has, it has stuff to do with the circulatory system too because parts of it are connected to the heart. And um, the chakra blockage can um, cause blockage in the arteries and that sort of thing too. I know that sounds weird, but but it can also cause problems with constipation, kidney stones, and circulatory issues, as I said, and leg weakness. And there's other physical signs, you know, sciatica, hypertension, impotence, and colitis. And um, there's other physical signs like depression, anxiety, fearfulness, because you're living in fear. You're not you're not connected, right? So a lot of these people that I call, quote, they call spiritless are people that have this blocked, okay, or parts of it blocked that connect with the upper heart and the crown. Because it's like, it's like a domino effect. When one opens, then it opens up different parts of other things, the higher and the lower chakras. And guilt and resentment resentment so how do you open up this root chakra you got to first of all realize that it's part of the problem and well one of the things you can do is is um, physical activity or you can meditate and do energy healing with somebody or do it yourself Um, any physical activity can unblock the root chakra so but you know if somebody's sick they may have gotten to the point where it's affecting their legs and their heart and that sort of thing. So it's not going to help doing the walking right away, but the meditation and being quiet and feeling connected to the earth, even going out barefoot to the earth and visualizing um, and meditating on this root chakra is important too. I'm going to go off the air pretty soon, so I'm going to continue talking a little bit because I want to talk a little bit more about these. And I got a bit of a sniffle, so I apologize, but that means there's some energy shifting. So there are numerous um, types of meditations you can do, but the main one is um, earth meditation and, you know, wanting to heal your root chakra and not living in fear. Meditation helps with that and, and, you know, being around people that are loving and understanding of you, okay? Um, So... What are we going to do to help other people, um, you know, the, the spirit, spiritless people? I'm talking about the ones that, you know, are of those families that do things to their children to keep them in the lower 3D realms and that sort of thing. Um, well, you know, first of all, children are really important, and we we have to really uh, care for them and... Um, give them a lot of love and make them feel secure. You know, when your root chakra is blocked up, it means that you have some trust issues. So, you know, we're responsible when we're adults for what happens and and recreating or creating things around us or allowing things. Um, If we think that people are going to attack us or energy is going to attack us, we can create those things around us. So it's important that we we feel protected, we connect to source, we feel that connection of protection. So, you know, if you have to learn a lesson and have to go through all this, you know, that's maybe something you have to do, but you can even bypass that and just say, 
you know, source help me or, you know, have an angel that will help you, you, you know, when you meditate, meditate on the angel. They may be sending messages to you to help you do that, to make you aware, to slow down, maybe even the depression. And the closed root chakra is a way for you to open up and, and accelerate your, your spiritual growth. You know, a depression in our Western society, people look at it as a sickness. In other societies, they look at it as a way of uh, spiritual advancement, that you're actually going within yourself. So, you know, you may be having chest pain. Maybe it's your body's way of telling you to slow down and to look within yourself. You know, go and get it checked out, though. Make sure that it's, you know, not something that, because your energy has been closed down, it will affect you physically eventually, you know, if you've had it blocked for long enough. And, um, you know, use people that are negative in your life, though, and don't look at them as enemies or somebody you have to fear. Use them as teachers. That's what I do. And people say, well, why do you do that? You know, I, I, I talk to people and I, I mentor people and that sort of thing. And they go, well, you know, I use those people as my learning path, something I need to look at and maybe something that I'm not looking at, but it's being shown to me. So, you know, if you're being shown all this and somebody suddenly somebody appears in your life or you're listening to this radio show Maybe there's something you have to look at. You know, we're, we're being called to make a choice right now to look at that light being part of ourselves or do we want to stay in 3D and live in pain body and have the physical stuff and our bodies, you know, not hold together. So don't don't look at people as attacking you. Look at them as teaching you. But don't put yourself in situations where people will do that. Um, so just keep see yourself as strong. You know, I was talking about all these power animals today, and I have those power animals around me. Um, you know, some people use defense mechanisms. You've probably heard of different defense mechanisms, and they're psychological, and they may not realize they're doing it. But you also may not see yourself as strong. So when you see yourself as strong, you don't have to put up that defense, you know, when a person comes into their power, like a king, you know, you see yourself as a royal, you have a shield and a sword. You have protection. You have that sword. You can use that as a vis- visualization. I was actually going to talk about that today, and now I see why. I kept seeing the shield and the sword, and I kept hearing, you know, the defense mechanisms. Well, when people live in lower consciousness and they are living in karmic and, and having to do things over and over again, they aren't clearing energy, and they actually have defense mechanisms. And you can look them up, psychological defense mechanisms, because I don't have a lot of time to talk about them today. Like, are you using these to not deal with things that you really have to deal with? So it's part of being aware of your weaknesses. And like I talked about at the beginning of the show, your weaknesses may be your strengths, okay? They may seem like weaknesses, but they may actually be things that make you strong. So it's it's called duality, looking at things and seeing them in all ways. But in fifth dimensional consciousness, there's more perception, so you see them how you're supposed to see them. So when somebody is in lower consciousness, and it, it doesn't mean anything bad, it just means that their energy shut down, um, 
they may react and and be negative and do bad things and it, it includes with energy they can affect other people with their energy if they have that ability but they're also the ego guides them and it's never you know well ego is ego and it's reacting at a lower level it's important to think about other people around you and be empathetic so i i look at you know like duality ego and then i look at empathy ego you don't care empathy you do care um so and sometimes it's a lack of knowledge because they're not perceptive. They're just self-focused. It's like they have blinkers on. They don't see things around them. And But I'm not saying all people are like that, okay? Sometimes people go within themselves and they're living in fear and they're upset about stuff. And they it's not that they're not knowledgeable. They may not be knowledgeable in spiritual things and and that sort of thing. But um, the depression is actually meant to help you look at that stuff. So it's important that if you're listening to this and you're depressed, look at as depression as a way. It's a teacher. Like I said, you know, some of these people that aren't so great that have been around us. But it's important we be aware of these things, okay? And so lack of knowledge and false assumptions, they may have something like that, because they're living in ego, they have resentments and um, envy. I know somebody who is quite wealthy, and they're envious of me. You know, um, I'm always happy, and, you know, I've been through a lot at times, maybe not so much lately, but I've come into it. I've worked at it. You know, it's important that we be happy for other people and, and what they do, and, and that sort of thing, because it's going to eat you up inside. And I know people that have, you know, been that way, and they look for weaknesses and they attack these weaknesses. But they, what they don't know, is what they think might be weak. It, maybe in me, they have no idea, because I am way stronger than I look. So. You know, it, it's important that we just be aware, okay? And and don't think of it as an attack. Think of it as a way of learning and to go into a higher consciousness as part of the, the thing. But, you, you know, keep yourself, if, if there's people in your life that are causing you a lot of problems, get out of that. Don't put yourself in that position. And it's important to make the right decisions to look at things. And it comes with free will. And, you know, there's negative paths that we can take. And, you know, all our paths aren't always pure as a driven snow. Some of them can be really muddy. So it's it's whether you want to take the path of light. And, and we're being offered that, the 1-7. I'm seeing that number. And this Gemini moon, we're being, you know, can you feel it in your heart to open up yourself to the light? You know, there there are people that have heard me speak and they're just, you know, like really are drawn to it, but there are people that don't understand it. But it doesn't mean I'm going to stop talking because, you know, I have a connection to Source and there's work that I'm here to do. And when when you reach a plateau and, you, you, you know, once you reach that plateau, 
you climb and you reach a plateau, you have a rest, you can go higher. So make make the, the best choices that you can make for the most people. I know there's people that are wishy-washy and they don't know what what decision to make. They're afraid of making mistakes. Like I said on the show a couple of weeks ago, you know, just look ahead and then jump off the side of the hill if you have to. I, I don't mean I'm I'm talking figuratively. I don't mean really. <coughs> you may make mistakes, but you will learn. But it's all about going into the new. It's going beyond this reality, and. You know, when you open up your heart, want to connect with all the animals, that is your strength, that is your beauty, and that light is is strength. So people may think that, you know, people that are involved in expanding consciousness and things like that, they don't understand it. But if they ever sat to listen, you know, they, they would understand. So... They, they sometimes people say stop what you're doing if it makes you a threat. You know, it's it's not always a good option. So it defeats the very purpose of our existence to to not do what we need to do or what is part of our path just because other people don't like it, okay? More and more people are understanding, more and more people are expanding their consciousness. So it's about taking that step forward it's about being independent and not to be afraid to shine your light so don't cower in this you know in the spotlight though what i mean is you know i know some people and i won't mention names but she allows people to attack her and then somehow she's getting something out of it by attacking back you know what? If people are attacking you, just, you know, tell them, hey, you know, you have an opportunity here to have somebody that can, can help you. You're not taking it, so hasta la vista. So that's what we have to do. But we, we can still shine our light and don't not cower in the light. But we also shine our light gently for people. Because, you know, it, 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 it startles them. I, I was at a uh, meeting not that long ago. And I turned around and my energy made somebody back up. And I thought to myself, okay, I'm shining my light a little bright maybe. I'm so happy and I'm... But, you know, we have to be aware of how we affect other people around us. But we can do it and not back down from it. We can live in our power. We can learn from these experiences. Um, you know, a lot of people that are, are are of the light are very innocent. And in a way, we had to go look at the dark to be able to understand it so we could work, not work with it, but work and understand and so that we, we wouldn't be taken advantage of. You know, egotistical psychopaths, prone to wishful thinking and they 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 think that their skill and prowess are superior to anybody else's but that's not true but 
they don't know what they're they're doing when they meet somebody that's of the light, okay? It 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 brings out that part of themselves that actually connects to God. So when you back down from somebody like that or somebody that is having issues with um you know, being able to not be angry and that sort of thing. When you radiate your light and your gentle being, it actually affects people. So it's not about reacting. It's about just kind of flowing. People become fearful and and frightful with things they don't understand. So I guess... It's just about knowing yourself, living in your own truth, and but being aware of people around you and not letting people take advantage of you or control you and to be aware of it. So it's all about balance, you know. And this is fifth dimensional consciousness. You know, some forces see beyond linear time and try to analyze things that happen to people in the future, you know. There are people that can do that. But when our perception is expanded and we live in our power, we can, we're not living in time and space. So what happens can change. Okay? We're all, um, what do you call it, uh, multidimensional. And um, I just got to take another drink. Sorry. Uh, Anyway. Keeping your emotional frequency isn't about shielding yourself from the truth. Um, It's, how do I say this? You know, don't wear your emotional frequency on your shoulder. When we live in fifth dimensional consciousness, our emotions are balanced. Um, It's sort of like a tactic when we're um, around people that might wish us harm or that sort of thing. So it's it's in a, in a way it's like camouflage, okay? But we we live in that knowledge and you know of that we live with foresight and knowledge, and it it also makes us less predictable. So the more knowledge and the more expanded consciousness we have, and the more free will we have, and the more choices we have. They can't calculate what we're going to do next. I guess, you know, when people live in a rigid kind of thing and their root chakra closed down, these people can predict what, how people are going to react in fearful situations. But what they don't know is a lot of humanity is looking at it and saying, hey, this is what they're up to, and we're not going to live in fear. And what they're doing we understand what they're doing. And you know what? You, you no, notice lately that a lot of times what people expect expect the worst and things that happen, they back down because humanity is not living in fear. Most of them aren't living in fear. So the reason why I'm talking about all this stuff, because I, I know that we still live in a 3D reality. There are people that aren't, aren't always the nicest because when you live in a 3D reality, you have duality right but the more we pray and manifest that everybody open up their chakras and live in fifth dimensional consciousness the less 
you know, this will happen. So the more we have in, in, in a collective of fifth dimensional consciousness, the better. Anyway, we have more power. The, you know, up to now, some people on the planet have wanted a lot of humanity to believe that they didn't have enough power or they don't have power. And they've designed things like maybe religion, philosophy, and different things, politics, to, to make people feel disempowered. And it's, you know, it's the way it's people have been socialized and that sort of thing. And they're living in fear, but we can live and, and live in our power. And it's not by being a bystander. It's about doing something, speaking, like I, I do. And, um, you know, they may be hiding in the dark, you know, but we're shining in the light, so... Watch your energy output over this um, holiday um, tomorrow. You know, um, you may have to be around family members that aren't that positive. Um, Get a lot of sleep tonight. Um, Take care of yourself. And when we have positive emotions, we reflect positivity around us. So don't go into it thinking, oh, no, I'm going to go there and this and this is going to happen and that. Just think, hey, I'm going to have fun. And then have fun. So it's a state of being. And what we have within us and from our hearts is reflected around us. So I guess that's what, you know, like the knowing and the intuitiveness. But we can shift. We don't, we're not predictable. We can, we can change. We can see things in a different light and move ourselves and it's about expanding. It's about uh, to communicate with our higher self, to understand that part of ourselves, to know that we're not just physical. You know, the swan and, you know, the other animals that I was talking about today are reflections of connection with the lower and the higher parts of ourselves. And that's, you know, all the chakras working in unison together. And And when higher chakras open up, they activate... Uh, different parts of chakras that, you know, are in the lower part of the body or underneath our feet. But it's all about living in love and um, not being afraid to call for help from uh, God or our higher self or, you know, angels, angelic beings and that sort of thing. There's been so many times that I've called for angelic help and, and, and my higher self and that sort of thing and and was aware of different things. I was at a, a a symposium one time, and this person couldn't see me. She kept calling me, and I said, well, I'm right in front of you. And she says, well, I can't see you. So I gathered that this person didn't have good intentions for me because otherwise they would have been able to see me. But it's important that we live in truth. We um, don't criticize people, don't judge people, and don't become delusional. Uh, remain um, observant and be calm and be non-judgmental, and um, you know, reveal only what we're deemed to reveal. You know, there's something being revealed to humanity, and it, everything is revealed in the time it's supposed to be revealed. So it's not up to you to you know talk about certain things and, and push things on people. If they're ready, they will come to you, and never attack or defend ego and it puts you on their turf so if you 
get involved in something. I, 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 you know, you can say something to somebody, and they'll pull you into it. So it's important to to be informed, to know, you know, like. Um, but anyway, if it's important not to override free will with people too, you know, make say, well, you should be doing this and you should be doing that. Anybody who's ready to do it, I'm here, and I I can help people. But if they don't want to, you know, I don't want to push anything. But, you know, that um, bluebird that was flying and then almost got hit by the car and turned around and went the other way, I was like, oh, thank God, you know, the the blue jay didn't get hurt. Um, That was a choice. You know, sometimes things happen that, you know, we can't get ourselves prepared for. Anyway, um, I've gone over the time and um, just a lot of things that have been going on. And just know that you are loved and I wish the best for all humanity all the time. And I'm, I'm still saying the prayers of light to open humanity up to love and to knowing and to connection to source and to all things beautiful and to open up the perception to know what's going on here. We can change things, okay? Much love. I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to This Dimensional Living with your host, Diane Bachberger, bringing awareness to our world of greater love. For more information on Diane, please visit www.facebook.com forward slash dbachberger1. May your heart and minds always be open to experiencing a greater world. Thank you.